Jones, 30, 35, 40, he's in midfield, and they'll never catch The Show Me Your News Network proudly presents Down the Sidelines. And now, representing the Michigan Wolverines and the West Virginia Mountaineers, you may know them as Yoko and I'm a Beast, it's Peter Stasia and Joel Orndorff. Welcome back to the Gridiron. I'm Peter. And I'm Joel. And Down the Sidelines is the sports podcast that debates and predicts the latest in the athletic world. We are part of the Show Me News Network, and this is the 11th episode on the podcast on November 8th, 2012. Uh, it's Yomakan Hangover episode. And <laughs> we didn't drink. Whatever. We, we met each other. That was pretty awesome. Yeah, that was nice. And we had you know, a whole bunch of sminjas up there, and we had a really good time. But all that, you know, go, 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 do this, do that. And now we come back, and it's real world, and it's uh, we didn't even see any football. Yeah, I I saw a little bit. I was down at the bar a little bit in the hotel, and so I saw a little bit of that LSU Alabama game, which you know that's the one you want to watch if you watched any of them. I missed the very ending. Oh no! Which is the best part of the game? Of course it is. Of course it is. And then you were dressed as Captain America, and yes, some girls were wanting to pass the, the digits. They recognized me outside of my costume and bought me a drink at the bar. <laughs> so I was a little bit late for the for the like full group meetup upstairs, which, which was insane. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> a that's a whole other thing. Well, you know, since we didn't see, you know, all the games we can't really give, you know, the best feedback, plus the stories this week, as far as, you know, the red zone and all that we normally do, really disappointing. Just mm-hmm. nothing really stands out if you look at mm-hmm. it. So we figured we'd take this time and, you know, the college basketball season is soon underway. Give a little preview or whatever as best we can. Although, I got to say right off the bat, <laughs> college basketball, regular season, not the biggest thing in the world to me. Yeah, it, I mean, you know, everybody seems to be interested when it's March and of course. You know, when it matters. Um, you got that bracket down? It's great. I, ca- I can't wait until we get into the March Madness and we lay our brackets down and yeah, see who comes um, out on top. It's going to be great. And, and uh, you know, there's a lot of unpredictability with that. I seem to, like... I feel like only one year I've predicted like who's been in the game, the championship. But uh, regular season, you know, it's kind of it's kind of long and it wears on you. And you know, they're playing games on Tuesday nights and mm-hmm. craziness. But uh, you know, we're we're gonna try and take a shot at this. See what you know. See what we think of these rankings and and kind of. I don't know, maybe give some reasons for why these teams are ranked where they are. I'm still not sure about some of them. No, this is this is very true. I mean, we, we can talk football, you know, up and down, basically. And this is gonna replace our red zone section here, this college basketball prediction. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, we can talk football up and down and you know, name drop players and all these things, but I mean let's look at the AP top twenty five here. Uh from twenty five to twenty you got Florida State, Cincinnati, Wisconsin. Notre Dame and Gonzaga, and you know Gonzaga, you gotta look at them at twenty-one. They're usually mm-hmm. up there with Mark Few as their coach. Um, like he always seems to put together a quality team. And Notre Dame, they had that little magical run last year, and then it fell apart quickly at the end. But yeah, they should be a strong contender in the Big East for sure. And you know, it uh, the thing about Notre Dame is that eventually they're going to be in the ACC. Mm-hmm. 
and so you know that kind of adds the the strength. They uh you know they they have it seems like they always have a decent year in the Big East, but um you know they a few years they've had some like really good teams and uh, Gonzaga we played them last year and they kicked our asses. I mean they're mm-hmm. they they always show up to play and uh, you know they. They don't always get all the best players. They don't always get, you know, the highest recruited ones. But he, I mean, they have a really good coach, and he finds ways to, you know, work them in and, um, you know, just play with what he has. And, I mean, they're a team that just seems to always show up um, yeah. for when they're playing. Yeah, Florida State's going to play a lot of defense. Uh, Bo Ryan at Wisconsin, he always has mm-hmm. that team playing very slow, methodical basketball, you know, keeps those Big Ten games really low scoring. This next set of five, really interesting collection of teams here, starting at 20. San Diego State, Baylor, UNLV, Memphis, and Creighton. Yeah. Um, Creighton was a a bit of a sleeper last year, and they went on an undefeated run for a while. Yeah, you got to think that they'll do, you know, well in their conference, you know, probably win it. Um just at least if you look at um, at least from what I, I, I watched a little bit of them play last year in the tournament and you know they, they just looked talent wise like they could compete with some of the bigger schools and the, the bigger conferences so you've got to think at least in their league they're going to do well enough to you know probably make it back mm-hmm. um, you know even if they you know get knocked out in their championship game I, I feel like they might even have enough a good enough year to make it in regardless um let's see and then, uh you know memphis seems like they're there all every single year um you so know, they struggled just, the past couple of years but it's interesting to see them you know they have i mean that. you know their coach left <laughs> so went to kentucky yes yeah so you know they kind of had to you know someone had to step in and you know keep those recruits coming in and i mean you know we were so used to them you know being you know what one seeds two seeds stuff like that mm-hmm. yep. and then recently they they really have been struggling but i feel like you know putting them up there people are feeling a little bit more confident almost in the top 15 you know but they're probably going to have a much better year they're probably more experienced than they were before so you know we'll see um UNLV, um, didn't they, last year, didn't they have a really good season? Wasn't that them? Mm, yeah, I think so. I feel like they only lost like two or three games or something the whole season. Um, so, you know, they, they probably return a lot of players from that, that team that was really good. And then Baylor, at least from what I'm hearing, is one of the most talented teams in the Big 12. Um, just, they can run the court, um. And you know, I've watched them past couple of years, and they it seems like they can always they they go really fast, they score lots of points, um, but defensively seems to be where they have a lot of issues. So they have to score in the nineties to win their games. Mm-hmm. And then um, I didn't. I am not really too sure about San Diego State. I didn't really keep track of them yeah, last year. So. That's true. Well, going from fifteen, then Missouri, Michigan State, UCLA. Arizona and North Carolina. Um, yeah, Michigan State had a, a bit of a struggling year last year. Not the best mm-hmm. regular season, but I'll tell you what, Tom Izzo always gets that team ready for the tournament. Yeah. They are a very tough out. Uh, you really can't count Michigan State 
out really at all. And the run weren't that they're they having, the, they're getting really good recruits in the next couple of years. Weren't too. they the preseason number one team last year? I last believe. year, yeah, yes, they were. And then they and just then started they, off. That what they played, they played like Duke or or North Carolina at the beginning of the year and lost, and then it just kind of went. Mm-hmm. And then they were, you know, they kind he kind of had them resurging a little bit towards the end of the year, I think. Yep, I mean, they start on the aircraft carrier against North Carolina. Tomorrow they're playing in Germany on another aircraft carrier, <laughs> um, and it's against UConn. So oh. they, they yeah. get those big games. They get, you know, the yeah, national do. audience, and they're getting the recruits uh, as a result. You know, next yeah, it has a lot to do be... with their coach. I'm sure he pushes that kind of stuff to get, you know, attention mm-hmm. to the oh, school. He, he's going to be a Hall of Famer for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, and it's good to see Roy Williams, you know, back on the sideline at North Carolina. He mm-hmm. went through a medical procedure, so they're going to be a strong team as always. Um, Missouri is probably going to have another run and you know compete in the SEC there. Yeah, um, I mean, you you got to at least look at who's there and what's there. And I think uh, what you generally it's Kentucky and Florida. Those are the two schools that kind of you know at least. Are usually the highest ranked during the regular season, mm-hmm. um, and you know, Missouri does add a lot of strength to the SEC and basketball. Um, and you know, I think that was another reason um, because they had a pretty strong football program. That's another reason that the SEC definitely, you know, I, in a way you could say purchased them, brought them in into their conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, at ten, you have Florida, Syracuse. Duke, Kansas, and NC State. Mm-hmm. Surprised to see NC State up there. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think the last time that they were ranked that high in preseason is probably a long time ago. Maybe in Just the because, 80s? Yeah, because, I mean, you got to think about the schools in the proximity mm-hmm. of them that basically get all the recruits state, they yeah. want. Yeah, I mean, Duke and North Carolina take all the recruits. <laughs> basically in the area the, all the top recruits um and so you, you it's it's probably pretty impressive that they're all the way up there it means that they're stealing recruits from somewhere else probably it's true uh you know syracuse jim Beheim is going to have his team ready to play duke with mike shashevsky mm-hmm. uh and watch out for bill self and company at kansas yeah they they always seem it you know by the end of the year, they always seem to be in position for almost a one seed or at least, you know, a two seed. Mm-hmm. They uh, they always have strong regular seasons, and you know they you know he's won national championships there. They they've been there. They've done that. They, um, I don't know. That's I feel like that's a team that you could probably rank it anywhere in the top ten. You could put it anywhere in the top ten, and it'll probably be in the top five by the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, at number five, I do not know how the Michigan Wolverines are ranked this high, but they are at number five in the preseason polls. We can mention that, and I'll go, ha, 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 when looking back on this season. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Uh, number four, you have Ohio State. How about that? Number three, Kentucky. Two, Louisville. And number one, Indiana is the preseason darling of all the uh college basketball experts this year which is surprising uh indiana Indiana had a really (laughs) strong 
year to start the year last year, and then they went eleven and seven in the Big Ten. Yeah. Not too special. The Big Ten was, you know, very competitive with each other last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but you do have, you know, Cody Zeller, a seven foot forward, who's, you know, a lot of people's, you know, picks for the Wooden Award is, you know, the best basketball player in the country. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm sure he'll he'll make a difference there. And they just have a lot of bigs up front. I don't see this team as a number one team though, and maybe it's because I just don't follow college basketball all that closely, but mm-hmm. It doesn't seem right to me. And, and Louisville, yeah. too. Like, Rick Pitino's going to have his team ready, but I don't know the names that stand out on Louisville to make them a big difference there. We, I mean, I, we played them twice last year, and at least from what I know, they lo- I'm pretty sure they lost, like, three seniors. And I, I really... The way that they do these preseason rankings now, I almost feel... Because, I mean, you look at Kentucky. Mm-hmm. It seems like they're all, I mean, they're almost always in the top three or four. Oh, yeah. In the preseason polls. Why? Well, I mean, like, seriously, you know why? Because, I mean, they get all the recruits. That, that's exactly why. I feel like that's basically how they do these rankings now because some of these teams, honestly, I, I don't even think they made it past like the first round in the tournament last year um or even you know won their conference or anything like that and they're you know they'll be ranked in like the top 10 i really think it has so much to do with freshmen being expected to come in and just take over right away yeah Yeah. and that might be with michigan you have glenn robinson the Mm -hmm. third you know yeah robinson's kid um and tim hardaway's still there trey burke's still there and then you also have Mitch McGarry, who at one time was the number two recruit in the country, a big kid from New Hampshire. Um, But then, like, his his stock dropped pretty quickly, you know, throughout the year. So, I don't know. It'll be be an interesting year. It's nice to see, you know, North Carolina State up there. Well, what can I say? You know, you usually never see them up there, and it's mainly because of recruiting. It's just hard for them to compete. Um, and, uh, I, you know, I, that, I always, that's another reason why I like college basketball because there's just so much parody. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's probably the one reason that everybody loves the tournament so much is because you've got these teams that you've never even heard of getting two or three games two probably two, one game away from the national championship. And, um, you know, in in college football, you don't really see that as much, just because um, you know it takes a while to build a team, and it's based on so many players in depth. In basketball, I mean, if you have five guys who are just you know good enough and can go most of the game, you can pretty much beat anyone. Cough, Kentucky last year. Yeah. Cough. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like they just had five NBA ready talents. So exactly, let's pick a final four. And uh, a national champion prediction sure to go wrong mm-hmm. out of, you know, just pure <laughs> lack of knowledge. Uh, I'll say Kentucky, mm-hmm. Kansas, Florida, Michigan State. That's, that's good. I like that. Uh, and I like I, Kansas. I'm definitely sticking with that Kansas and Kentucky. I think those those two schools will definitely be in it. Um and then 
I I'm thinking Syracuse just because, um, you know I'm I'm used to watching watching their games a lot and they they really just, they don't take they don't use much energy on defense because they run that two three zone mm-hmm. and I mean you, they're one of those teams that as long as they're scoring on offense. Uh, they can pretty much beat anyone because it just seems like so many teams have trouble with that zone breaking it. And that's um, the key, though, the offense. I've been been burned yeah. so hard by picking yeah. Syracuse the past couple of years. Has and not, so I, uh, I'll just I'll just say uh, maybe they they pick it up again this year and um, give teams trouble in the tournament. Um, and then I'm gonna say I I kind of want to go with a you know like a like a mid-major school i kind of want to go with something smaller just murray because i like state murray yeah, no state. i mean no one really like stands at, like that's the thing i don't see as many teams standing out this year as i'm used to and so i feel like there's a lot more opportunity for those schools so you know just not really knowing anything and like looking at this thing i'll just go with the i'll just go with let's go with gonzaga all right let's do it yeah, Bulldogs. So Let's we're not Jags. So out of that four, out of those four for you for Kentucky, Kansas, uh, Syracuse, and Gonzaga. Who you have winning your prospective um, national championship? I think I'm just gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Kansas just because they. It seems like when they're you know when other teams don't claim those. Like you know, aren't claiming the top spots or whatever. Kansas just plays solid through the year. They do what they have to do during the year, and then they can turn it on when they need to. So I I don't know. I feel like I feel like they they recruit enough players, like enough really good players and enough decent like decent players that don't go to the NBA right away. That they have experience plus talent, like really good talent. So I feel like there's a balance, unlike Kentucky, who just recruits everybody that's really good, and they leave every year. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with Kansas. So we both picked the Tigers to win the World Series. They lost in the World Series. We both picked Kansas to win the National Championship. Clearly, logic dictates <laughs> that they will lose in the National Ooh. Championship game. <laughs> uh, very, very interesting. So, I mean, that's about as much college basketball I think you're going to get from us, you know, Maybe you know certain stories throughout the year will pique our interest, but otherwise, it's it's really all about the tournament. Yeah, March. I mean, it really is. And you know, some of those, I'll admit, some of the you know tournaments before the tournament, um, you know, the conference oh, yeah. tournaments oh, sure. can be really good. I mean, really good TV to watch. Um, I, I'm just gonna miss not getting to watch us play in Madison Square Gardens because that I, I gotta tell you, like that's something I always wanted to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, because it, it really is like a premier event in yeah. sports. It's a ven- the venue is great, um, but uh, you know I'll still watch the Big East tournament because it's a lot of fun to watch. All right. Well, then we're going to move on to the replay for football, where we cover our you know picks from last week, see how we did, what the what the games ended up being. Mm-hmm. We started off with Texas A&M at Mississippi State plus seven. Johnny Football, Johnny Manziel, just. A&M is rolling right now. Yeah, good team. Much. They won thirty-eight to thirteen. Wasn't that close? And I, I'm pretty sure I saw the. Uh, was it like the assistant? One of the assistant coaches give the. 
head coach a slap on the ass on the side. Oh, whoa. <laughs> I'm not going to speculate what's going on down there, but no, this is a football thing to do. And I think that's what it was. We'll, we'll just go with that. That's what they were we can, excited. That's what we can gather from that game when we didn't see them at all because we exactly. were at an anime convention. Nebraska at Michigan State plus two. Nebraska pulled it out. Like they were driving at the end of the game. And you know, we were mm-hmm. in line for was it Team Four Star. No, it was. Which was it? It um, was the Naruto Awards, the, the, the Spook, Spook. Commu- Community Awards for the Bergers. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm looking on the phone and I'm, I'm telling Joel, like, ah, Nebraska is like driving in the last minute and you know, Notre Dame is tied and all this stuff. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, we don't have the Notre Dame Pit game on there, but we Pit almost. Yeah, my Big East champion at the beginning of the yeah, year. Yeah, like it seems like Notre Dame. You know, you go on the road and you beat a team that like nobody beats on the road, and then you go play. They, I think they just play the level of their opponent. Yeah. Really, it's got to be it. Well, anyway, Nebraska did pull it out uh, with you know a score in the last minute there. You know, tough loss for Michigan State. They've had a rough mm-hmm. year. Uh, Nebraska 28, Michigan State 24. Uh, Texas at Texas Tech was one that I don't know if many of us saw coming. Oh. It was minus 7.5 in favor of Texas Tech. And Longhorns pull it out 31-22. to 22. Yeah, their their defense showed up. Which, I mean, if you've watched Texas' games this year, their defense has not showed up anywhere. Mm-hmm. Very surprising. Clemson at Duke, plus 13. Not much of a surprise here. Duke nope. not living up to some of their earlier... Hey, they're excited play. for basketball season. They are very excited. You know, Clemson just walked and stomped all over them, 56-20. to 20. Mm-hmm. Big game in the Coliseum. Uh, Oregon and USC, plus 7.5. This game was very high scoring. Oh, yeah. And Oregon wins sixty-two to fifty-one. Therefore, does cover. They they finally had to play a full game. I mean, yeah, they. Ha- I'm pretty sure that their their starting offense has not been in the game for more than like a minute in the fourth quarter all year. Sounds about right. And I mean, so they basically just didn't take the breaks off, and it results in sixty-two points. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you know, their defense looked. It, I mean, it looked more. It came down to earth in a yeah. way, you could say, because. But you know, everybody's Matt had Barkley's trouble a stopping. good quarterback. So. Yeah, everyone's had trouble start, stopping Matt Barkley and Marquise Lee all year. So, um, but you know, I think one of USC's freshman receivers had almost two hundred yards receiving too. Yeah. Uh, then the big one down in the bayou, Alabama at LSU, plus nine and a half. It seemed like a lot, and Alabama. With the TJ Yeldon touchdown, 50 seconds left or so, pulls it out yeah. 21 to 17. Um, you know, I I did I watched the end of this game um, downstairs in the bar, and well, almost to the end, mm-hmm. I watched to the point where LSU took the lead, and I got to tell you one thing, when they scored that touchdown, like that's probably the loudest I've heard um, a TV like like yelling on a tv all year that crowd was just that place is just i mean it was like an earthquake it's a tough place to play at night that's for sure yeah and and not the way that they got down there was probably the funniest thing i've seen all year their lsu's fullback catches a 
or I can't remember if he caught a pass or he broke a tackle. This guy is like 290 pounds, hmm. and he runs 50 yards down the sideline. Oh, Nobody can tackle him, and it was the fu- like it was like the fastest fat guy I've ever seen. <laughs> It's a fat football player land speed record. How about yes. that? Uh, extra point, we had Temple and Louisville. Minus 15, Louisville 45-17, not even close. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had to pick Michigan at Minnesota for the Little Brown Jug, plus 12.5. Michigan starts Devin Gardner at quarterback, um, where you know he had been the backup quarterback for the last couple of years, playing wide receiver for whatever reason this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know Denari Robinson has a uh, you know ulnar nerve injury in his uh, his elbow there, so they start Gardner and has a good game. Uh, Michigan wins thirty five thirteen. You know Minnesota has not been the greatest team for the last several years. Mm-hmm. I mean now you have it's still it's a toss up right now if you know Denard's going to be ready to go for Saturday against Northwestern. Mm-hmm. I mean at least it seems to have a relatively confident backup because. Russell Bellamy, when he was put in, you know, freshman against Nebraska, was like three for 16, three interceptions, just dreadful. So it's good to see, you know, the proper backup quarterback back where he should be. That's good. And you at TCU uh, at West Virginia. Yeah, and um, I was getting like, I was getting some updates about this game, like as it was going on. Um, and, you know, at one point, like, I, I I looked at the time, and I'm like, that game's got to be over. <laughs> like, you know, look at the time, but I guess it went into, like, it was, like, double double overtime, I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, they got, I think the TCU missed a field goal in the first overtime, then WVU had a chance to win it, and it got the field goal blocked. Oh. And then WVU scored, kicked the extra point, TCU scored, and then went for two. And there was like a, I guess they reviewed it, but a lot like um, something about like an official coming out after the game and saying, you know, that could have gone either way. We're not really sure like whether or not the guy caught the ball for the two point conversion or not. So there was a little controversy around it, but it's tough. I mean, yeah, it's it's tough. And um, I think if anything, it says a lot about TCU because, you know, they lost. Well, if you go back like two, three weeks ago. They lost their quarterback. Yeah. And right now they're still in really good position in the Big 12. I mean, there's still a chance that if, you know, somehow, um, oh, is it Oklahoma and um, Kansas State yeah. started losing games, they could win the Big 12. So It's possible. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was, would be definitely tough to cover the six and a half once you get into that kind of overtime situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, to the NFL, Detroit at Jacksonville, plus three and a half. Mikel Shore gets, you know, three rushing touchdowns in the second quarter. Detroit wins 31-14. to 14. That was good because he is on mm-hmm. uh, Marks and my fantasy football team. Yay points. Yeah. Uh, they, they, needed ja- they needed Jacksonville on their schedule. I mean, well, they, they do. Really, they uh, needed a win. I'll That's tell you what, mean. you know, being here in Detroit, you get to have a little inside info on the Lions and all that just – by being around them, essentially. Mm-hmm. They, they play Minnesota at Minnesota this week. Mm-hmm. And then the next few games after that, it's brutal. You play mm-hmm. Green Bay a couple times. You play Houston. 
you play Atlanta, you play, you know, just teams that actually have quarterbacks that are going to expose your weakness in the secondary. So, yeah. like for Lions fans, it's you know, enjoy the win while you can. Yeah, it's going to be a tough stretch here. Yeah, you've got to steal those games too from like mm-hmm. you know the teams that aren't complete, you know that aren't that that don't really have everything put together yet. Yeah, except their special teams was terrible in the beginning of the year, and they lost to Tennessee and Minnesota mm-hmm. games that they should not have lost. Anyway, Arizona at Green Bay minus eleven. Packers get it done, thirty-one seventeen. They're starting to roll. Yeah, and Arizona just sucks. Oh my goodness, <laughs> what what happened? Four and zero, and then you blow. All these games in a row. Terrible. Minnesota at Seattle. A game we each thought that, you know, Minnesota could have. Uh, but the home crowd for Seattle, it's, you know, too much. 30-20 to 20 in the score there. Yeah, th- my gosh. If there's, like, another team that just keeps finding ways to win that probably shouldn't, I, I can't name one. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I'm just surprised by it. I, I really didn't think that they'd be in this posi- position right now. I mean, I... I still think their defense is, you know, good enough. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how they're scoring this many points. Yeah. Uh, Pittsburgh at New York Giants, minus three and a half. Pittsburgh was down by a fair amount early, and then they come back. Yeah. You know, Mike um, Wallace breaks off a big touchdown. They had, you know, their special teams are working well with the return game. Pittsburgh wins 24-20. to 20. And, uh... Moses and I listened to this game all the way back to oh, yeah? Kent, and so that I mean that was fun, you know, to be with another another person that's rooting for him, and I and I was saying like I was saying to him, well, you know, I, a lot of people aren't like really predicting them to win this game. They didn't really think they had a chance because you know the Giants have just been playing. I mean, lately they've been struggling a little bit more, but really they look like one of the best teams in the NFL, right? And I mean, they did it. I mean, they, they kind of exposed a little bit that secondary, and then they just ran the ball right at them. Mm-hmm. I, it's, it's pretty amazing right now how well they're running the ball, considering that they're doing it with two backup running backs, and then they're going to get their starter back. So it, it's, it's, really, it's really surprising. I don't think a lot of people thought this would happen, but um, every, each and every week, they're kind of looking more and more like the Steelers of old. Yeah, yeah, definitely a big win for that Steelers team. Dallas and Atlanta, minus four. There were a lot of stats coming in that, like, oh, Dallas could be the one to break that unbeaten streak, but mm-hmm. not the case. Falcons went at home 19-13. Well, Dallas has good defense. I mean, they they have one of the best defenses in the NFL this year, but they uh, they just can't find ways to score. No. Uh, they, I mean, they, they almost pretty much shut Atlanta down. But uh, they they just can't score themselves, which you'd think they should be able to with all the talent. Oh they yes, have. of course. That's why it's kind of strange. Philadelphia at New Orleans minus three. The Saints are getting it together as well. You know they're now three and five. Mm-hmm. Not saying that they're going to you know push for a playoff spot, but like they're actually getting some you know, momentum going here, and they could you know be a challenge for teams. I was gonna say you just get a look at their their upcoming schedule. You gotta pick. I see some games that I definitely think they can win. Um, and in there, you know, if they can maybe steal one from Atlanta, possibly. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that would be huge. Um, 
But, you know, I think I actually think their starting schedule, you know, besides Philadelphia here, has been actually pretty difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it gets a little bit easier. So I wouldn't count them out at all. We'll have chance. to definitely see. It's pretty remarkable here after, you know, 10 weeks or so. We're both at 36 and 34 <laughs> in college football. We're both at 29 and 25 in pro football. <laughs> like, that's that's remarkable. It is. And then you have Moses leading the the college football once again and Skull Jumper back in the NFL seat. And I, and I was talking to him about his about the NCAA football thing and he's like he's like you know I don't even know how I do it sometimes (laughs) it's like I don't like he says sometimes I look at it but I swear some of those weeks I haven't even looked at it I said well you must just have like the magic touch or something he went like five and two and then five and one last week for both of his picks so Mm -hmm. he's got that magic touch I'll tell you what well let's get into this week's pick six and some of these games uh, it's not the strongest set of games here for college football, but you got some interesting ones in the NFL, so let's see here. I'm going to start at noon Eastern on Saturday. ACC matchup here, Miami at Virginia, minus one. Hmm. Huh. <laughs> These teams are both kind of bad. Yeah, they um, are. But one of them's got to win. You know, at least I think. I don't think both teams can lose the game. Um, I don't know. I, I'd say I'll just go with Miami um, for reasons. Um, <laughs> Good <laughs> I, I, argument. I think, that, I think that, you know, I, I think they might have at least more talent on offense. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think maybe they score more points in this game. Yeah, I think they have more talent as well. Uh, you know, their defense is not good, but eh, neither is neither is Virginia's. So no. I'm going Miami in this one as well. Um, I don't see the home field advantage being that big of a difference oh, for no. a place like Virginia. Oregon State at Stanford minus four at three p.m. Eastern. This is interesting, having a you know Pac-12 game yeah. uh, this t- time in the afternoon for is the uh, Eastern time zone. Uh, it's on ABC, I believe, and I've got Stanford covering the four points. Uh, I think you, you know, Oregon State, you know, coming off that loss a couple weeks ago, breaking up their unbeaten run, they've been kind of living, uh, you know, a charmed season so far. I think once you get Stephon Taylor running against that defense, uh, I think you know Stanford will be too much. Yeah, um, yeah, they just uh, the was it Mannion, the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Came back from that surgery and what through three interceptions. Yeah, just didn't look good at all. Uh, not not something you want to rush. And um, you know the the backup looked competent while he was uh, in there and everything, but I just feel like uh, they've, they've kind of um, lost that swagger that they were playing with. Um, yeah, and wanting to and, go to In and Out Burgers after the their yeah. victories. Yeah, <laughs> and I feel you know I feel like Stanford. You know they've they're a program that's been to bowls, been to big, pretty big bowl games over the past couple years, and they still want to go to a bowl game. You know right. they still want to, so I I feel like they'll be more hungry for mm-hmm. this victory. So I'm gonna go with them. All right, Texas A&M at Alabama minus fourteen at three thirty p.m. Eastern. What's your thought on this one? Well, you've got you've got a really good team. 
uh, coming off of a really close big game. I mean, you know, the game that pretty much everyone had circled to begin the year. Mm-hmm. Um, Re- a rematch escaped. of the title game. Yeah, they escaped, and um, and uh, you know now they go up against. I don't know, probably the the best all round player in the SEC. Um, but the thing is, I st- I don't I, I don't think he's got enough talent around him yet. I say yet because I think next year and the year after that, they'll be a lot better. But I, I just don't think, you know, we saw what what LSU did once they kind of figured out what A&M was doing on offense. Mm-hmm. And I still think Alabama has a better overall defense than LSU. So, plus, I think their offense is better. Um, so I don't see any reason why Alabama should have trouble with A&M. Yeah. Yeah, give me the tide. I think 14 is a lot here, but uh, Manziel got some inexperience in big game situations here. Mm-hmm. And he did you know, play pretty well against new teams like Florida. Uh, but he put up a fight and all. Alabama is just going to be too much, though. They are very good. And I think you know, escaping with that LSU win, they're like, okay, now we can, we can go undefeated and yeah. kind of coast into that title game here. Uh, so give me Alabama. Mm-hmm. Penn State at Nebraska minus seven and a half at three thirty p.m. Eastern. Tough game mm-hmm. to pick here. Yeah, you know Nebraska. You know, Taylor Martinez has been playing pretty well as of late, but I think seven and a half is a lot to ask here. Uh, you have know, Penn State here. Um, you know they they're still playing hard, which is very respectable after what you know the NCAA did to them. Mm-hmm. And you know I think this is a game where you know, you're going to want to. Put up a good fight here, and I don't know. I've got a gut feeling about Penn State here. I mean, maybe you know Nebraska will win, but it'll be a close one. Yeah, Penn State's defense, um, you know, plays well enough at times. I, I still think it's one of the strength of their teams that linebacking core um, and the the front line is. I think it's good enough to kind of you know at least make Nebraska one dimensional. Mm-hmm. Like they've been pretty much most of the year, um, and I, you know I think I think this is gonna kind of be on Taylor Martinez to take off and run. I think yeah. it's gonna be like one of those games, close game, because um, just you know I think I think Penn State can score because Nebraska's defense is not very good. Um, so I I I think I think I'm gonna say it's a close game. I, I'm gonna say maybe. A touchdown or field goal decides it. So I'm, I'm going to take Penn State. Yeah, seven and a half seems like a lot there. Mississippi State at LSU minus fourteen and a half at seven p.m. Eastern. Another night game in the Bayou. Um, you know, I I w- I wouldn't want to be Mississippi State right now just because I feel like you know they you know they have experience against out. Al- they already played Alabama. And you know we 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 saw what happened there, mm-hmm. but you know LSU. I feel like there there are two different ways that you can come out of a like a tough a big tough tough loss um, at home something like that. Um, you can either come out and you can you know play really hard and kind of like be like, well, you know, we can't control what happened, so let's just take it out on the next opponent. Or you can come out. 
and just play flat because mm-hmm. you're not excited about it anymore. You, you know, oh, we lost our shot at the national championship, all that kind of stuff. But I, I don't. I just think LSU is too talented to. I feel like even if they do come out and play flat, they can cover that spread against mm-hmm. Mississippi State. Um, you know, when Mississippi State plays good teams, um, they struggle a lot. Um, you know, they do fine before that, but when the, when they're playing the elite teams in their league, they're it's not still not even close. So I I think LSU covers this just because I I think uh, it's, there's too much talent there. Interesting. Now, I think this is a flat game here, uh, mm-hmm. and it's you know kind of asking for a trap. You know, LSU I think will win, but fourteen and a half is a lot. When you can say two touchdowns and they don't cover, uh, you know, granted it is at night at LSU, but you know, Mississippi State I think can play well enough to at least hang within two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Just looking at fourteen and a half feels like a lot for this kind of game in a, you know a well fought SEC. Uh, and you know LSU is going to keep their games close. It feels like mm-hmm. I don't. I don't well, know I, if they have like they should. They can. They can have the skill on defense to you know hold the points and all. But I don't know if the offense is explosive enough to. Well, that's what I mean. I think. I think another reason that I'm going to go ahead and pick them is because I did watch that game last mm-hmm. week, and what surprised me more than anything is, um, you know, what their their coach let the quarterback, you know. He let, he let him go deep. He uh, he really exposed him in that game. He let him um, call out of the plays on the field. And I was just really surprised because, you know, pretty much, at least from what we've seen all year, Alabama is pretty much the best overall defense there is. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it just it, it amazed me. They, they took chances. They, they did all that kind of stuff that we're used to seeing LSU do that they just haven't done all year. I mean, they really flopped up a a, a fake field goal. Yeah. Probably one of the worst fake field goals I've ever seen. <laughs> but it was more of that mentality that we're used to seeing in them. And I feel like I feel like that's the only reason that game was close. Yeah. Um. And I I, I feel like they've kind of awakened a little bit. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame at Boston College plus eighteen and a <laughs> half. This is the Saturday night primetime game at eight p.m. Eastern. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Give me the Irish. Eighteen and a half is a lot, but Boston College is so bad. <laughs> I, I've got to feel that you know on the primetime stage they're not on NBC. So how how about that? Uh, I think Notre Dame rolls. Yeah, I mean they definitely should. They really should. There's a huge gap in talent between those teams. Um, I, you know, I really don't even know if... I don't see Boston College scoring on offense at all. If they yeah, can <laughs> maybe score in special teams or defensively... They'll get a field I, goal. How about that? I yeah. I'll say they get three points. Yeah, and that's after, like, an interception. Yeah. Or something. I, I don't think they're going to move the ball against Notre Dame at all. Um, I just have this really strange feeling that, like, they'll... They'll come out and they'll, you know, maybe score ten points, fourteen points, and and that'll be. It. I don't like. I don't. I really still want to pick them. I think I'm still going to pick them, but I have this really bad feeling that they're going to come out and play to the level of their opponent, which is what mm-hmm. they always seem to do when they're playing, you know, just 
just teams that you know are not even close to their level. Right. Um, I still, you know, that they, you know, they have a chance in the national championship, and I don't think they want to screw that up. And I think they know, um, okay, we've been winning all these games. Now we've got to start being impressive in our victories. Right. So, you know, a team that's just awful like this, we've got to wipe the floor with them. Mm-hmm. Got to put them away for those BCS-style points. So, yeah, I'm still going to go with Notre Dame, even though I'm very tempted to pick, you know, the the much less talented team mm-hmm. than Boston College. The extra point for everyone here, uh, if it applies to Baylor at Oklahoma, minus 21.5 at 3.30. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're not picking this one. We have our own games to pick, but I think Oklahoma. Just in a landslide here. Uh, see, I, I, this is one that I think I'd actually go with Baylor, just because they they still score against everybody. They're not like they're not like. I mean, they haven't been struggling like we have against teams. They're still putting up points. They're just they can't stop anyone. Mm-hmm. And um, you know. I think that they have a more explosive offense than Oklahoma does. Um, it basically, like you know, even w- when we played that game against them, there's still not a team all year that has run more plays against us right. in a game. They, I mean, they they seriously, you give them 15 seconds and they've already got the next play running. So that's mm-hmm. their style of play. Um, as long as you're not going three and out. And putting your defense right back on the field, it's a, it's a pretty good strategy. Um, so I think I actually I, I take Baylor, even though I'm not picking this. Interesting. Game. Well, I've got Northwestern at Michigan uh, minus ten and a half at noon. Mm-hmm. I think Michigan you know needs to establish the running game, and Northwestern has been on this pattern that they've done the past few years, where they start off really well in the non-conference, but the, they get to the Big Ten, they just start dropping games, mm-hmm. uh, and, that, and that's tough for them. You know, I think Michigan has to win to keep their division chances alive, and it was you know really tough that Nebraska won that game against Michigan State last week. Um, so I'll take Michigan ten and a half. I think they can cover with that, even mm-hmm. though I'm not sure Denard Robinson's going to play. Yeah, um, I think yeah, I, I think I would go with Michigan on this one. I think they can cover that. Um, I'd say even if he doesn't play. Mm-hmm. Um. Northwestern is not playing nearly as well as they did at the beginning of the season. Um, so I, I'd, I'd say that's safe at home, a safe bet. Mm-hmm. Um, for my game, we have West Virginia to Oklahoma State. Um, and I'm just going to go with us because I've got to keep picking us until we win a game. <laughs> and, I mean, um, seven, and a half, seven and a half does seem like a lot for Oklahoma State. Yeah. Um, I, I You know, the thing is, Geno Smith hasn't been playing well, and he's you know he's due to break out for 500 yards sometime. You know it's going to eventually happen. You just don't know when. Is it? Is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So uh, I I I don't know. It's got to start somewhere, and um. You know all they've got to do is win this game, and they cover. So. Mm-hmm. That's true. It, it's a lot easier than earlier on the season when you know they had to cover by what two touchdowns, one touchdown, whatever. Right. But uh, yeah, I I've got us this one. NFL Week Ten, we're past the halfway point here. 
Detroit at Minnesota, plus one at 1 p.m. Before last year, the Lions had a ridiculously long losing streak against the Vikings. And that game last year was really close at Minnesota. Like Seriously, they had not won like since the early 90s. And I think that streak is still going as far as Lambeau Field is concerned with Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's not good. Uh, I'll take Minnesota in this one. I think, you know, this is like the last chance the Lions have to, you know, win a game that they could be expected to win. And even though Percy Harvin's not playing, they're going to have to focus on Adrian Peterson, and that'll be difficult the way he's starting oh, yeah. to play. So I think Minnesota in this one. Um, yeah, I think I'll go with Minnesota. It's that's just one point. Um, you know, you've you've got to worry about. Calvin Johnson not being able to grip the ball. That's true. I mean, he's and, had you know that he's had knee issues. The Madden curse. Yeah, I mean, they're already having trouble, you know, catching passes and getting in the end zone as it is on offense. So, you know, if you kind of like add that, you know, it's kind of it's probably, I'd say, an injury like that. It's kind of more like in your head than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I just think Minnesota can maintain their offense a little bit better in this kind of game. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know, I, I'd say at home, Minnesota will win the game. Yeah. Atlanta at New Orleans, plus one. Also at one o'clock. Does the streak end here for the Falcons? I I, I don't think so. <laughs> Even though I, I, you know, I kind of would like to because I, um, I kind of like to see New Orleans steal a game from them, but um, I, I still don't think so. I just think it, um, you know, when they're when they put a complete game together, they blow people out. When they play well enough on defense, you know, they just get by. But I think that they're one of those teams that. You know, even if they're not scoring points, they hold the other team low enough so that it doesn't matter. I just, I just think all around they, they seem to play solid enough to beat whoever they're playing, and they seem to, you know, whenever I don't know, they're probably one of those teams that plays to the level of their opponent, but they are always on top. You know, interesting. Way. Yeah, I've I've got New Orleans breaking. The undefeated streak. Uh, I think you know New Orleans is playing some good football right now. They're at home. <laughs> that Superdome is going to be pumped up. Of course. And you know Atlanta. Roddy White for Atlanta said they have the pedigree to go undefeated. I, I really don't think so. <laughs> I don't. Know, it's, it's a hard thing to do for anyone. I think it's, I think it's a good run, but I think the Saints stop the streak here. Yeah. New York Jets at Seattle minus six at four oh five. I'll take Seattle in this one. Six does seem like a lot, but you know they have that home crowd. They have that 12th man. And the Jets are still talking that they're going to get in the playoffs. I'm not buying it. Um, unless Tim Tebow, religious incarnate himself, you know, starts to work his magic on the field, and if that would even happen in a National Football League setting. Now, I think Seattle's defense you know, holds that struggling offense and you know gets the job done and covers six yeah i think uh i think that i think if there's like a remedy for tim tebow it's seattle's defensive line yeah uh like i mean 
I don't, did did, uh, did Seattle play um, Washington yet this year? Uh, I'm not sure. Well, like I, I feel like Robert Griffith would be running for his life too. Right. So, and Tim Tebow is not quite that fast. No, no, he's not. <laughs> so, um, I, I think I think they I think that gives him too much trouble. I don't think he can handle that kind of pressure. Um, and and I think it well, I mean that is when, to, whenever he plays. I mean Sanchez is still going to start. And there is even talk like maybe they get Greg McElroy, the former Alabama well, That's what I'm there. saying. I'm saying that, like, you know, Tim Tebow is clearly the faster of those two. Right. And even if he was in there, he couldn't handle it. Mm-hmm. So um, I think I think that's a unique uh, kind of thing that, you know, I thought, like, I, I watched last week. I, you know, I listened to the, the Giants game and, you know, they have a really good defensive line. But I still think Seattle has the best one. Mm-hmm. Um because I think they constantly put pressure on you every single down. And uh, I, I don't think the Jets have the running game to counteract that at all. No. So I, I think I, they can definitely cover a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Dallas at Philadelphia, plus one, 425 <clears throat> Eastern start. Who do you have in this NFC East showdown? I've, I've got Dallas because they're, they're, I, their defense is good. Um you know, even if they're losing a bunch of games, their defense is still showing up. Um, and uh, Philadelphia, I—I I mean, there's—I don't—I don't even know what to say about them at this point because there's not really much to say about that team. Here's what you can say about Philadelphia: Andy Reid is going to be fired at the end of the year, and that longest tenure in the league is going to be gone. Uh, yeah. Dallas wins this one; they are owed one. And if, if Dallas can't win this one, uh, SOS, that <laughs> that season is in trouble. Yeah. And you might be looking at Sean Payton going to Dallas mm-hmm. at the end of the year. Um, no, I've got Dallas beating Philadelphia in this one. Here's a great game, though, I'll tell oh, you yeah. what. On NBC, 8.20 p.m., Houston at Chicago. Big, big, big matchup. What do you see in this one? Well, this I this one's tough to pick. I mean, like I like I seriously go. I've gone back and forth like three times a night trying to decide. Um, I really want to pick Houston. Um, just because you know that's the team that I went with at the beginning of the year. I said they're going to do some really good things, and I still, I think I still like them in this game. Um, you know, it's at Chicago. That'll be hard. Um, but I think if they come out of this game with the win, um. You've got to say, you know, even though they do have that one loss, I think I like them as the best overall team in the league um, because Chicago's a really good team. Uh, right now, they're playing very well. Uh, that's my argument. I mean, if you think mm. – if any team that Chicago would lose to, it's Houston. But right now, their defense is playing too well. They're mm-hmm. at home. It's going to be pumped up for a big game. And Chicago – the Chicago Bears, of all teams, have their offense rolling mm-hmm. with a quarterback that is being successful, with a top wide receiver talent. Like These are things that you normally don't associate with the Bears. And no. I think they can beat Houston, and I'll pick them to beat Houston. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Houston definitely will, can you know, put up a really good fight in this one. Mm-hmm. So give me Chicago. Monday Night Football, Kansas City at Pittsburgh, minus 11 and a half. Whew. I, I, Jeez. Steelers. Confidence. The, the Chiefs blow. <laughs> they have not 
led what was it, like they've only won one game and that was on a last second field goal. Like they actually haven't spent any time with a lead mm-hmm. this season. And I, I read the statistics somewhere that the last team to have done that, like to that extent, was like the nineteen twenty nine Buffalo Browns or something like some team, whatever that you just never heard of. And the stat was like, Oh yeah. And after that season, they were disbanded. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like this, if, if we had to choose like a lock of the week, uh, yeah, I'd say you could definitely say that Pittsburgh will cover that 11 and a half spread against it, Kansas City Chiefs. It feels Chiefs. like a very easy thing to do, especially um, when you have the running game going. Yeah, and you, I mean, you could almost do like a over-under running game too. So, um, and I'm pretty sure they're, that uh, they're expecting Rashard Mendenhall back, mm. who is supposed to be their best overall back. So, um, you know, you really, really like the Steelers in this one. If you're making any bets out there on this, um, this is probably a pretty safe bet, but yeah, but you're probably not going to get much of a return with that no, one. No, <laughs> I'm just well. <laughs> our hopefully we'll be back from our con hangover next week. Hopefully we'll have some stories next week. Uh, it's just been a really really strange week. Yeah, but it was really fun to see everyone. It was and to see you and yeah, hug and all that stuff. It was good times, and we'll mm-hmm. be. Sharing pictures and all, and then we have uh, what are you playing tomorrow on the Show Me Your News Network? Oh, yeah, you need to let me into the the picture place. Where you oh yeah, to... yeah, you gotta give me the Dropbox info there. Yeah, uh, we'll yeah. be po- we'll be posting those pictures on our forums at showmeyournews.com/forums mm-hmm. soon though, and those would be some fun times. I think <laughs> the picture network picture there. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the picture just recently also surfaced of. Cyberlink in the horse head, and uh, Nick, aka Danger Penguin, with oh, the no. epic photo bomb. You have to see it to believe I it. I told them they need to put else. an equal sign in between those two objects. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> definitely. Go see what we're talking about. There you go. Uh, show me your news forums. Absolutely. Well, with that, I'm Peter, and I'm Joel. We hope you enjoy the week in sports. Take care.